Hi everybody, Cody here. I'm so excited to finally start this official Divine Creators podcast. I'm so thrilled. I've been wanting to do this for so long. Those of you who know me personally probably know that I've mentioned wanting to do a podcast before, and I finally got around to it, and and I'm really, really excited to get started here. Um, You know, I think I just wanted to have the opportunity to represent a voice in the conscious living or spiritual community and show people that spirituality doesn't have to look one way. You know, even using the word spiritual sometimes, I don't even want to call it that because aren't we all spiritual beings? Don't we all have a spirit? Aren't we all just navigating our lives and expressing ourselves in our own individual ways? And, and you know, that looks different for everybody. So I don't want to restrict this to just people in the quote-unquote spiritual community because at the end of the day, the same things matter fundamentally to all of us. And I just want to, you know keep that in mind as as we move forward and um all of the things that we talk about on here will be relevant to somebody uh however you know some of the language of course that that uh we develop in these quote unquote uh conscious living or holistic or organic communities uh will some you know for example let's just say i was saying that i really wanted this podca- podcast to be a spiritually um woke podcast now when did woke become a thing by the way because it seems like woke has become this like really trendy word, you know, in mainstream. But, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like if we're if mainstream is even talking about anything, quote unquote, woke or conscious or spiritual, I'm happy because so much of it is so blinded. Um, it's really hard sometimes to consume a lot of that stuff. But I'm not going to say that I don't do it. Um I think that's a more controversial subject in these spiritual communities, especially the New Age community. Um, Sometimes in the New Age community, we can look at things like mainstream media and villainize it. And for good reason, there's a lot of toxic things and subliminal programming, etc. in that um, in the mainstream media. However, there's also good in everything, you know, there's light in 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 every pocket of life, you know, and for those, you know, the the reality is most people are consuming the mainstream. So what do you do to those people? Do you just forget about them? Do you just write them off? It's like, no, you have to try to reach them in some way. And it's possible to do that. You know, um, I don't think the goal is to just el- eliminate everybody else who are not woke. Um, I think the idea is to, uh, invite them in and have a conversation so that we understand that we're all on the same page and can talk about the same things, you know? So if this podcast serves you in any way, I'm so thankful and, um, I'm more than happy to discuss anything that anybody who's listening to this would like to talk about. I think I'm going to keep this in coordinate uh, uh, in accordance with the Divine Creators with Cody podcast, oh, excuse me, the Divine Creators with Cody Facebook group. Um, uh, I have a Facebook group on there where we have a community where we can just share authentically everything. But I think I'm going to do uh, this podcast. Um, I'm going to be posting this in there and also be posting maybe uh, questions for people if they would like to um um, you know, if they would like me to discuss anything, maybe in the future we can have guests on the podcast where we can have more conversation. That's the goal here because, um, I feel like with conversation, uh, so much, um, so much enlightenment can occur just through having a conversation with someone and exposing someone to that frequency of thought that you, that you are in, you know? So, 
you know, we're going to see how this goes. This is a trial run. We've never done this before. This is this is my absolute first time ever doing this. So we're just going to uh, get started and, and just start talking about stuff. So again, this is a casual podcast. We're not here to stir any debates. Um, however, if conversation leads to it, I'm sure discussions are definitely, you know, promoted. Um, but let's just talk about our week, first of all, because this is the new year that we're officially in 2019. And I'm not sure how I feel about <laughs> that. Um, it seems like time is just speeding up faster and faster and faster. And it just reminds me to, you know, take a second and get present with each day, each season. One of the things that I love about the about New York is you get the seasons, you know, you get winter, you get, you know, you get a little more of winter than you want sometimes. <laughs> Definitely last week. Um, last week, it was below zero. It was minus two degrees. And today, or the other day, it was 60 degrees. So New York can be pretty crazy with weather sometimes. And it seems to get even worse as we get older, which, you know, that's another conversation. <laughs> and then there's summer and there's spring. You get you get all the seasons. Um, but, you know, I, especially right now, it's the beginning of the new year. And this brings me to the first thing that I want to talk about here. So we're going to do something new and you're going to tell you guys are going to let me know if you guys want to keep doing this. If you don't like this, we don't have to do this either. But I thought it would be fun to talk about, you know, you know, because a huge part of my life is shadow work. So a lot of people ask me what I do for a living. So, you know, so, there's so many times that I just want to tell them I do shadow work for a living because so much of what I do every day is just dissecting my subconscious mind and trying to rewire sorry, rewire beliefs, um, and do deep healing work and healing work and regression therapies to help, uh, the healing journey that I'm on and that so many of us in the quote unquote spiritual community are, are on. So I thought it would be fun to do a shadow of the week and we can also do a light of the week because one of the things I learned from being so heavily involved in shadow work is you can get so drowned and sucked into it that um you kind of forget the light and you forget to you forget what it looks like to have that light in your life and it can become so um constricted and dark down there in the shadows that uh the light you know sometimes you forget to prioritize that light and the thing about shadow work we have to understand is the the idea of doing shadow work is to illuminate the shadow so by doing shadow work we're bringing in light so i don't want to say that um by doing shadow work i am not prioritizing light but the thing is i'm saying is when you do as much shadow work as I do, it sort of becomes this conditioning in your mind where you're unconsciously or subconsciously looking for all these shadows or or negative things in your life that need attention, which is so important, right? But there needs to be a balance. So if you can create some more positive conditioning in your head where you're looking for those good things too, so much of what dictates our experience are, you know, are these uh, sort of subliminal uh, programming that we unconsciously tell ourselves that reflect the traumas that we've gone through you know so core beliefs that we formed through our traumas become this sort of um, negative playback in your head really influences our thoughts and actions more than we realize it does so you know just 
starting off here, let's just talk about the shadow of the week first. Okay, let's start with the shadow. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that's been difficult about returning to New York. So, uh, you know, I spent some time in different parts of the country and in the world over the past two years, and I haven't spent as much time with my family. However, being back in New York where I grew up, I've definitely spent a lot of time with them. And the thing is, on paper, my family did everything that they were supposed to do. So I had a house to live in. You know, I had shelter. I had food. I was sent to school. I got my education materially. I got a car. You know, I was spoiled for sure. Materialistically, growing up, I was spoiled. I will admit that. Now, the thing about that is it leaves this opportunity to be abused uh, in really covert ways. Um, It took me a really long time to come to terms with the fact that although I have this troubled relationship with my family, we are both still committed to loving each other. So for a while, I kind of had to not turn my back on my family, but I had to go on this journey where it felt like leaving them, you know, so that I could help understand who I am outside of that arena. Um, All I've known of myself was who I was in that house. But what I quickly realized when I left that house was that I didn't know anything about who I actually was, and that scared me. So it sent me on this journey of learning who I was, and during this process, I realized all the things that were not okay, you know? And I blamed them viciously for a long time. And that was really, really difficult. Um, I don't want to say viciously because I know there are people who have a lot more troubled relationships with their families than I do, so I don't want to downplay theirs. Um, I definitely still had conversation with them. We still talked often, but it was strained and it didn't feel right. Um, and even at times now, it still doesn't feel right. But it took me a really long time to understand that although they didn't love me right, they still loved me. They just didn't know how to love me. So being that I wasn't directly, you know, like abused, physically abused by my family, I was emotionally abused mostly by their, uh, unawareness by their ignorance is a harsh word but that's what it was you know sometimes parents just don't know any better and they only know what you know what they learned and I'll tell you firsthand they definitely loved me and still do love me more than anything I was the baby in the family I still am of course and I was definitely spoiled and they definitely did everything they thought that they could to make me happy however it was not enough um I am a gay person as well, so being LGBT and in this family too, like gener- in any family, growing up as a gay person in any family, you're going to be up against so much more. So, so many of my own demons that were already existed in me just for, you know, fundamentally believing that I was wrong or dirty actually got projected onto them. So even when they weren't actively disapproving of me, I was projecting it onto them. Now, it's important to note that where do these beliefs in the first place come from? Like, where do I first learn that it's not okay to be who I am? Well, obviously that's at home. So, 
at the end of the day, they are to blame. But what I've learned through my spiritual evolution, um, and it's not about learning it. It's just like it gradually happens, you know? It's like you don't learn to stop blaming. It organically comes as a result of understanding that forgiving is not excusing. So if you were wronged in your life, when you don't forgive, you're harboring and holding on to that heavy resentment that's just stored and laying like a brick over your heart. That is so much to hold every day. So what people need to understand about forgiveness is that it's not about them. It's about it's about you letting go of this pain so that you can be free and you can be happy. You know, it's not about excusing anything. You know, forgiving is not excusing anything that they've done for, done to you. However, I forgive them because they didn't they didn't know any better and I know that they did love me. So, this relationship that I have with them now is interesting because what I've come to is that every almost every relationship is possible with the appropriate boundaries and if you're both committed to loving each other we're both committed to that and we want to find a way to do that but it can only exist with the right boundaries so i've been having a hard time with that this week especially seeing my parents so much more now that i'm in new york and the more and more that i'm here the more and more i realize that our relationship is best and most healthy when I have the boundary of not being around them for extended periods of time. So not living with them or living with or just being around them for longer than say like a week or two at a time. That's when it gets toxic for me and that's when I'm ready to leave. But during those briefer periods of time, I know that our relationship feels good. I know that I enjoy being around them. I enjoy our conversation. I enjoy laughing with my mom. I enjoy laughing with my dad. I enjoy, you know, watching TV shows with them, you know, just like the old times. I enjoy going on, you know, smaller, like getaway vacations with them. Like that's something that I really enjoy and I don't want to get rid of that. So for me, I definitely would like to keep a good relationship with them but a good relationship keeping a good relationship with them is only going to work with the appropriate boundaries and I want to say for those of you who do have troubling relationships with your family it's going to look different for whoever you are so everybody has a different relationship with their parents and it's probably going to be different than mine and if you do it's just about assessing your situation and feeling what feels best with what appropriate boundaries um what needs to be in place in order to have that, be able to have that with each other. But there needs to be an understanding that you both love each other first. Absolutely. And um, you need to know that. You need to have real-time evidence of that, okay? And it needs to, you need to feel it deeply, you know? <sighs> so that's the shadow of this week, you know? Um, that was definitely the low note and definitely something that is... Uh, still on my heart today for sure but that brings us now to the light of the week <laughs> so the light of the week is the lunar new year can we talk about that for a second so this is the lunar new year it's not just a new moon this is the lunar new year any new moon is really great for setting intentions however this one in particular was 
extremely active for me. Now, different new moons, of course, the astrologers here will know a lot more than I do. However, I just know that there are different new moons that will correspond to different people based on their astrological alignments, you know? So I can't say that I stay on remembering the dates for every new moon, but when I do remember there's a new moon, I do like to use that almost as an excuse to set new intentions. Whether that new moon corresponds to my astrological alignments or not, I always use that almost as an excuse to set new intentions, similarly to New Year's resolutions. So talking about New Year's resolutions for a second, it has never been one of my favorite ways to set goals or new intentions for yourself because it's almost like you're setting yourself up for failure. How many people actually stay true to their their New Year's resolutions? Not very many. So what I like to do is make it more of a practice throughout the year and not just all weighted on this one day where you are more than likely to probably not keep up your New Year's resolution. Sometimes these new moons you can almost use as New Year's resolutions. Um, this one happens to be the Lunar New Year, but any new moon in general, I personally love to do any sort of intention work. So I really take it, took advantage of this this new moon because I actually had a lot of things that I needed to get done. And one of my things that I did not, again, set any New Year's resolutions, but one of the things that I really did want to uh, prioritize more this year was productivity and general security. So um, financial stuff as well as just location in general. I want all those things to be connected. You know, I want to be able to live and work and connect all in the same place. So I want to have people that I love. I also want to be somewhere where I can work and be financially secure and abundant doing things that I love to do and that I'm excited about doing um, and also be secure and safe and feel that uh, that sense of um, relaxation and, and I just want it to be a place where I can escape and really unwind and decompress and even have some nature around there. Nature is a must for me. That's the only thing about big cities. I think for most of us, you know, who are sensitive in nature or who run in the same circles as I do, nature is definitely a priority, um, especially when you live in such a busy world. Nature just completely strips you, you know, and it's just so calm and serene and it cleanses it cleanses my soul. It cleanses my mind. It's just a great physical activity. Um, it's great for, you know, stimulating your mind and your body. So definitely, I've been thinking a lot about that. But, you know, the new moon definitely helped me catch up on a lot of things that I wanted, that I needed to get done, that I was really far behind on. Um, and, you know, one of the other things that uh, I was actually surprised at that particular day I went into um, this is the light of the week, but this is actually part of the light of, of this week. So although that week was, uh, excuse me, although that particular, um, day of the new moon was really great for me, you know, uh, in a positive way, setting intentions and being more productive and just working more and feeling good about what I was doing and just setting a positive attitude. I went for a walk The you know, I had to do a lot with the weather too here in New York. I, I told you guys that, uh, it was minus two the other day, and on the day of the new moon, it was about 60 degrees Fahrenheit we're talking about. So that 
is a huge difference. So just being in the sun in general, that vitamin D, it's going to positively influence your, your mood. So I definitely went out for a walk and got to do that. And that helped also shift my mindset, sh- help shift my mood and be more productive. But the other element to this that doesn't seem to fit, except it does, was this theme of uh, guilt. So I have a really core wound in my being. So we're talking about core wounds now. Um, this is more of a shadow work conversation. So a part of this podcast moving forward, this is going to be an element of most podcasts, I would say, just because it's so integral in my life. And for this podcast to be as authentic as I would like it to be, we have to talk about the shadows too. Um, but being that we already talked a lot about that, I won't go into the specific details of this. However, guilt is one of the most intense emotions to deal with. Um, I want to say that the year 2018, for those of you who followed some of my work and and seen some of my content on YouTube or on Facebook, I talked a lot about before the year 2018, I talked about 2018 being the year of shame, the fall of shame. Well, for this new year, for 2019, I would definitely say for me, my theme was uh, integrating this guilt. And this guilt was stored so deeply in my solar plexus. So right around where my ribs meet, right in your gut, that was, there was so much weight stored in that part of my body for so long that it was so desensitized to and the only time you remember those pains that are stored so deeply that have always been there are the times they get triggered so again we talked about uh, my family I had a disagreement with my parents about something and it really brought this deep helpless powerless feeling over me and as I went into it you know there I've went into this you know, dissecting these parts of me for so long, so many years. And I have to say, and I think it's really authentic to say as well, a lot of times we go into this thinking that everything is going to be perfect and switch immediately after, and that's amazing and wonderful. And not to say that that can happen, but it's most likely not going to happen. I don't know if it was the new moon. I don't know if it was the sunshine or what. It might have just been a combination of those things, the new moon frequency on top of my frequency shifting just from being out in the sun, shifting my mindset, being more productive. I think all of that sort of invited this new frequency in me. And the thing about law of attraction, right, like attracts like. So two vibrations cannot exist in the same space at the same time in the same moment. Um I think the influx of such high vibrational energy really confronted those lower vibrations within my being. So it triggered this really deep core wound within me. And I went into it as I normally did, but something happened, you guys. Something something crazy happened, right? As I took myself through that process. When I came out, I had the most... And I haven't told anybody this yet. I have not got a chance to tell anyone, but I experienced the most powerful what is the word? It was just like all of the air in my body and my lungs and my diaphragm of my being was just, just vomited out of, out of me. You know, I did not throw up, of course, but just all of the air of my being, the energy, all of me, I almost just let out this like enormous cough where I just purged all of this energy and it, and 
I've never experienced anything like it. I've never experienced that. And immediately after, I could literally feel the trauma in my being just completely dissipate. I felt it leave my body. And I've never felt that before. I felt things similarly. I felt I felt things similar to that before. I definitely have experienced something like that before. But nothing that even afterwards I noticed this pain is gone, you know? Sometimes you'll go through this process, you know, this processing work on different wounds and you'll feel great right after, but then, you know, later in the day you'll find that, okay, there's there's more elements to this. We have to dissect this. You guys, after this one integration, I I don't know what happened to me, but there was a complete shift. And I just want to say, for those of you who, you know, get discouraged doing this sort of processing work with, with yourself that you think it'll it'll never change, I promise you it will change the past uh five days since that's happened four days or so i have never i've never felt this way before um i've never woken up and not felt that pain somewhere in me i can't even find it i can't locate it because it's not there anymore it's filled with light and the interesting thing about guilt is a lot of times it's stored in the solar plexus what happened when i integrated that was part of that wound part a part of that fractured dissociated aspect of my inner child from that experience actually escaped into my heart so I had this really deep pain this this uh wound in in my heart and I could feel it it was throbbing and over the next two days I was able to go into that too and integrate that part of me so I had a dialogue with that part of me that was still hurting right so when we get when we're traumatized and we experience um any distressing experience that leaves an impression on us and fractures us when we're younger, uh, it leaves us in these dissociative parts, you know? So the compilation of those parts equals Cody, right? But when we experience different traumatic experiences and trauma's a spectrum, right? So it doesn't have to be anything like, it doesn't have to be acute trauma where something specific hurts you. Like if you, you know, I work with some people who, you know, have been abused, physically abused. It doesn't have to be anything like that. It can just be anything that registers as emotional trauma to you. Um, and that can be something that seems not so painful, especially if you're very young. It doesn't take a lot to traumatize a child that doesn't know that much about the world yet, you know? So essentially this processing that occurs is integrating these parts is dissecting is going into these different parts of my being having a dialogue with them and these parts are dissociated so they they're not familiar excuse me they're not familiarized with the other parts of my system yet so what I do when I go into these parts is I open a dialogue with them and I share the voice of the other parts who are maybe more developed and maybe more capable than that part who was dissociated at say four years old when he became traumatized he's stuck in that that four-year-old body and he's still experiencing that that trauma in real time until you're able to go back until you're able to re-experience that or just hear that part out what why is that part staying there what is he afraid of saying why why is he stuck there just have that conversation and sometimes simply by having that conversation you're inviting so much light that that trauma just dissipates and the process of doing this over years now um i I believe that it was a culmination of all those things that led up to this one integration that helped me achieve completion. And it was one of the most amazing experiences that I've had in a really long time, especially on such an auspicious day, 
such as the Lunar New Year. Um, you know, again, I, I wasn't even aware that it was the Lunar New Year at first, but I mean, what a Lunar New Year for me, man. That was really incredible. And, you know, it might not seem like that big of a deal to so many other people, you know, that, that specific day for me, talking about the things and the attentions I said, but it was a big deal for for me, you know, um, because those are things that I actively know are things that um, are going to help me find that freedom and, and security and peace, joy, happiness in life. And the thing about that and the more integration and healing I achieve in my life is I realize that happiness is definitely not a static state. It's not going to be great all the time. And I have to, you know, I'm definitely somebody that falls into the trap of chasing something that's unrealistic, such as a perfectly static state of happiness. That's not going to happen, but you can make peace with the ebbs and flow of life and accept that as a part of what brings and fosters and cultivates that joy in your life, you know? Because going back to what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, it really is adversity and pain and mistakes in life that offer us perspective that helps us create the life that we want for ourselves. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to the first ever Divine Creators podcast. I can't believe this first episode's already done. I have so much that I still want to talk about, but we're just going to leave that for the next episodes. You know, I hope that you guys enjoyed this um, what I'm learning as I'm making this is it's extremely reflective. So in the event that nobody ever gets to listen to this podcast, I know that it's still serving me in some way. And I'm learning a lot actually in the process as well. So thank you guys so much for supporting and listening. I will see you next time. Bye.